I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How do you want your chronic illness to feature in your life? Beyond whether it's a background or foreground element, you get to decide how you relate to it. You're allowed to choose how you view and feel about your chronic illness, despite what the kind of prescription says. Welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast with me, Alana Holloway, chronic illness coach, podcaster and writer. This is the place to listen to, think about and question the common narrative that surrounds what a life with chronic illness looks like. Moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative, you'll find loads of stuff here about how chronic illness can be your guide, ally and superpower. It's my belief that chronic illness can actually be a really valued thing in our lives. This podcast and my work as a coach is all about helping you explore that value and purpose and opening yourself up to the idea that working with your chronic illness can lead you towards a more joyful, peaceful, healing and fulfilled life. Whilst you're here, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate, review and share this podcast. I want more people to be freed from the chronic illness struggle and the way we make that happen is by sharing something the algorithm is fantastic at doing. Welcome back to another listener write-in episode of the podcast. Today it is a swelteringly hot day in the UK. We are entering another kind of super heat wave, whatever they're calling it. And um, I have had to close all the windows in my flat so that we don't get disturbed from outside noises. 
and I am very hot. So how are you doing? I mentioned last week it was my birthday and uh, I spent the weekend away with some school friends. We went away to a cottage for the weekend um, and it was absolutely wonderful. And the reason I'm telling you is because there was a time when that kind of thing would have invoked so much anxiety and worry and fear and feeling like I didn't want to do it because I'd be so worried about how my chronic illness would show up if people would look at me look at you know look at my skin weirdly even if you know even though they they're my very good old friends you know would it be a problem would I feel uncomfortable would I just need my home comforts all of that and you know it would have caused me a great great deal of anxiety before going and to the point where you know I was ready to kind of call it off and and you know I'd be thinking about that and I I think that's something that so many folk in the chronic illness community can relate to um but this time I went away and there was none of that and there was just pure excitement and joy and it just really marked kind of it's the first time I've done anything like that since since all the lockdowns and it really really marked you know a shift a change a new chapter um a chapter that's been kind of you know going on for a while but it just was a a great mark in the sand for that so yeah I think I'm sharing that because I just want you to know that if you're in the place of feeling you know, anxious and fearful and and worrying about doing something that you feel within you should be and, you know, you want to enjoy, just know that it won't always be that way. Um, And you will once again, just get to feel all the excitement and joy about the things you want to feel excitement and joy about. So back to, back to the listener write-in. I was sent a question, um... And actually, thank you. Thank you to the person who sent this for giving me such a kind of background on on everything you've been through and your journey and your story and where you're at with it now. Um, you seem to have grown and, and come through so much. And so, I, you know, I just encourage you to take a moment to really feel that and, and feel thankful to yourself for that. So their question was this. I struggle to find a balance of existing with chronic illness. I want to honour it as part of my life and give myself space to live with it. But I also want to have it be something that's in the background and not in the foreground, not a foreground element of who I am. I also struggle with whom and when I talk about it. Am I looking for pity, for praise, for validation? Going to therapy has made this whole experience tolerable. I still have moments of deep internal and external conflict and struggle, but therapy is key to my management and functioning. I I really love this question, um, especially because I've been reflecting on the idea of balance within life and chronic illness a lot recently. I'm going to get into this in more depth, but where I'm at with this at the moment is understanding that 
A, balance to me, doesn't signify... I think we get really wrapped up in this idea of like, you know, let's think about work-life balance, for example. It's it's this place where there's this like idea of perfect synchronicity or 50-50 kind of thing. You know, this idea that our life can be divided into a third work, a third life and a third sleep, for example, you know. But that's not what balance is to me. Balance signifies a point of comfort and calm and contentment and relative flow and looking at it through that lens that means that the balance point can kind of lie anywhere in the spectrum of life and chronic illness and I very much picture it as say you've got a broom a long-handled broom and you you hold that broom you try to find the balance point by sticking your finger out and and putting that broom on your finger And obviously your finger's very, very much near the head end of the broom because that's the heavier end, right? But that balance point, you know, your finger isn't halfway up that broom. It's way down the end, but because because of the weight and because of the physics of it, you know, obviously that is the balance point. And, And that's how I like to think of balance with things in our life, you know, that point won't be at the 50% mark or whatever at the, you know, at the division of half and half or third and third and third. It can be anywhere. Also with that, it's acknowledging that that balance point can change depending on the season you're in. And, and sometimes that will look like your chronic illness occupying 5% of your life and brain space. And sometimes it will be more present and influential. And all of that is okay. And we get to bring it into the fold. We get to bring that knowledge into the fold of the chronic illness cycle. I often find it tricky um, to kind of define the measurable quote unquote results of this work. Because unlike a lot of things that I think we undertake as humans, you know, where we can measure things, even thinking about, you know, the steps that we accumulate throughout a day, for example, you know, that's, that's measurable. I can set myself a goal and, you know, take myself to the next thousand or whatever it is. But in this work, in this journey, in this chronic illness journey, there aren't really kind of quantifiable milestones that everyone, every human can relate to or aspire to In terms of balance, you know, you can't say, right, the the balance to aim for is to say that your chronic illness only occupies 20% of your life and brain space and everything else is life, you know. It it doesn't work like that. And and I don't think that's healthy, that's kind of a healthy mindset or or attitude to kind of carry, really. Um so I'm I think let's move the goalposts. Let's move the goalposts of what balance means. And let's also kind of take balance out of the equation a bit. Balance in the more kind of mainstream sense of, you know, I think when we talk about it a lot, we can talk about the thing we like the least in our life or or the thing that brings us least joy kind of takes up the smallest percentage of life and then the thing that you love the thing that brings you lots of the comfort and the and the joy and and the happiness takes up the biggest percentage 
but let's rather than say kind of i'm i'm working towards balance why don't we just work towards that you know the cultivating of that comfort calm flow and happiness and you know doing that by or or getting there working towards that state by doing the foundational work that leads to that you know doing that first that leads to the balance rather than trying to do it the other way around to say that to say that it's then therefore you know not balance in the mainstream sense or you know we're trying to achieve but instead what we're trying to achieve is the ability to be okay with wherever that balance point lies whether chronic illness is you know peaking or whether it's whether it's kind of you know in in the background completely so much so that you barely even notice it being okay with wherever that is or or you know whatever that looks like to feel safe and grounded and at home within your body and your life and to not abandon yourself when when it does get to the point of your chronic illness being more present to be able to stay with yourself that is the the kind of goal in a, in a loose sense right on a personal level you know i reach points where my chronic illness is so much in the background like right now that it's not really a conscious part of my day it's almost a part of like my furniture in a way that I really appreciate it's a part of me I know so well and the way I live my life is informed by it almost kind of subconsciously because living in a chronic illness informed way has become such a a pat, you know, a pattern, or I've established patterns with it, if that makes sense. Um, and then, of course, that level of kind of backgroundness of my life and chronic illness balance changes throughout the seasons and cycles and life circumstance. I'm now at a stage where I can kind of, you know, preempt how that balance point will likely shift. Um, you know, knowing that winter, my chronic illness is likely to be kind of more present and more active. But that means I can creatively, like with with fun and joy, plan what I do with that and what I do with that knowledge. And that comes back to this just being okay with wherever the balance point lies, wherever, how how kind of background or foreground my chronic illness is. I just want to come back to the idea of shifting the goalposts because I think we need to consider where the desire for your illness to be in the background is coming from. What's the energy behind it? What's your why, your motivation? This is really kind of important to understand because if there's an element of rejection or disassociation or defiance, like a want for it, to go away, to kind of shrink away into the background because you don't want it to be a part of your life. That's something to look at. Or it might be coming from a place of acceptance and wanting your life to be about other things as well. 
and understanding it and being at peace with the idea that your illness will always be a part of you. Um, but being, you know, being okay with that and truly, truly being okay with that. You've alluded to the understanding that you're um, grappling with what you want to be true and how you actually feel at the moment. And of course, all of this stuff is a journey and a process and moving from kind of how you actually feel towards what you want to be true. That is, you know, that is the journey and that's that's the important bit, really. The very fact that you've said you want to honour your illness as part of your life means you are already on your way. You're already on that journey. But there may be some things that need a closer look. When you're living or trying to move forward, grow or heal, you know, when you're trying to move towards what you want to be true, um, but you're doing it from a place of rejection and resistance, that whole kind of background thing, having your chronic illness in the background or, or even, you know, being okay with wherever the balance point lies, that will be really hard to achieve when coming from that place. In my experience, balance or your chronic illness becoming a background element of your life is not something you can force. Again, you know, let's work on the comfort and the and the calm and the peace first and the balance will come. It happens more organically. I always return to this example, but... It, it, I see it very much as like someone trying to get your attention to tell you something really, really important. And the longer you ignore or only kind of half listen, the longer you stay in that place of resistance and rejection, they're not going to go away. They're just going to get louder. But when you properly listen and hear and understand, you know, when you kind of work on acceptance and compassion and and even take action, the noise coming from that person will stop or at least reduce. And, and that is, that's the journey to balance. Of course, the volume can fluctuate, you know, and that's okay. Again, talking about being okay with with whatever that volume is, wherever that balance point is. We are living, breathing human beings and nothing about us ever stands still. It's really, really useful to think about what your life looks like as your illness moves through and as you move through different phases and cycles and ask yourself how you can bring that safety and sense of home, that that groundedness that I talked about earlier into each of those phases, no matter, regardless of what that phase is. How can you honour not only your chronic illness, but more importantly, yourself throughout every phase? This is the stuff that, that really excites me when working with clients, because I am a super creative person and this is where together we get to figure out how they can live a life that brings them joy and happiness and fulfillment and all the other good stuff. 
in a chronic illness informed way in a way that supports them kind of 360 if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It is so fun. You get to have so much fun with it. And, and you know, when you're thinking about what your life, what you want to look, your life to look like as it moves through all the phases and cycles, have fun with it. Take some time to think about it in a way that excites you. Plan it out like a project, you know, look at what your winter will look like. Winter is perhaps the time, you know, you can call it what you like, but winter is perhaps the time when your illness is peaking. And then similarly, what your summer will look like. What kinds of things would you like to bring into your life that you know will support you, but will also very much importantly, fill up your cup? bit of a side note if you dislike planning if you if if you've just heard the word planning and recoiled um I get you I hear you I used to hate planning um because there's such a story around people with chronic illness being unable to plan because their illness is so unpredictable blah blah um and that was very true for me when I didn't plan and and didn't kind of 
you know, understand the patterns of my chronic illness. But since understanding the patterns and the cycles and the seasons, and since implementing planning, it is such a valuable tool in my life. My chronic illness pretty much aligns with the, I had to Google this term, meteorological seasons, as in spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um, And as such, I used to dread winter. Not only because I associated it with when my chronic illness was at its worst, but since figuring out how I can kind of do winter in a way that brings me joy, that allows me to look after and support myself in a way that's aligned. I am so, so looking forward to this winter whilst currently relishing in the summer. Yes, it's a bit hot today, but you know. (laughs) And honestly, coming from me, that is unheard of. A quick interlude. This season gives an insight into the kind of work I do with my clients. It's like a little taster of the kind of things we we work through. If you'd like to explore that as an option for you, then you can check out my one-to-one coaching and my signature program, if you like, Your Chronic Illness Ally. Both of those are on my website, alanaholloway.com. Thinking about how you will live your seasons requires you to deeply tune into yourself. Move away from all the noise and the expectations from other people's journeys and step-by-steps based on what worked for them. Move away from the status quo because all of that really disconnects us from what we actually want, from what we actually need from what is aligned and true to us, from what feels good and works for us and what suits us as very unique humans. In the kind of the second part of your question, you talk about how living with your illness fits into your life from a conversation or connection perspective. You ask with whom and when do you talk about it and what are you hoping to get out of these conversations? So I'd like to ask you, what do you, how do you want your chronic illness to feature in your life? Beyond whether it's a background or foreground element, you get to decide how you relate to it. You're allowed to choose how you view and feel about your chronic illness, despite what the kind of prescription says. You don't have to feel about it any other way than the way you choose. And honestly, I talk, you know, I talk about feeling about your chronic illness in, in a certain way. Yeah, I talk about embracing it and honoring it. But if that's not what serves you on a really true, deep, fundamental level, that is okay. However it features in your life, however you feel about it, will be reflected in the conversations you have, outwardly or inwardly. Your chronic illness can be the elephant in the room. It can be the cause of friction between you and your friends or family. It can lead to frustration. That is all very possible and sadly real for many people. But it can also be a source of inspiration. It can be an interesting and eye-opening topic of conversation. It can form really deep and energising connections. 
And it can be a thing that's only a fraction of what you talk about, much like you'd talk about any current affairs in your life. You don't have to talk about it at all. Illness doesn't have to be the biggest or most obvious thing about you, but it is a part of your lived experience. It is a part of you. And it's not something to hide. It gets to be something that allows you to be proud of the person you are. When you question what it is you're looking for from these conversations, are those things you think you need or are they the things you fear whoever you're talking to or connecting with will think you want? You mentioned pity, validation and praise. I always love to sit with the question, what is your chronic illness asking of you? And this doesn't always have to be via symptoms in the most obvious way. It can be in how it shows up in your life at any point in time. If we reframe a couple of those words and look at what you, as a curious and feeling human being, are actually after, that might help you answer your question and therefore what it is you actually need. And this reframing can help you figure out what your chronic illness is asking of you. I love to explore the idea that my chronic illness is helping me figure out, ask for and receive things I've always needed, things I perhaps was deficient in, not in the kind of basic biological sense, but in the whole human experience sense. Things like self-compassion and sense of self-worth and acceptance. I teeter teeter on the edge of embracing it as part of the purpose of my chronic illness. So if we look at pity, could that be actually compassion, understanding, love? Because if we think of, you know, someone pitying you, yeah, obviously there's that whole patronising thing about it, but actually there is a big compassion piece in there, there's a big understanding piece and it comes from a place of love. And maybe it encapsulates the knowing that someone or something has got you. Then we've got praise. Praise is kind of true acknowledgement of all that, all that you've been through, all that you've done, all that you've, you've overcome, of the person you are and of the qualities, of your qualities that have allowed you to come through everything you've experienced. And validation, it could just be that. It could just be validation, right? What else could those words be holding? Have a think and really tune in to them and to what it is that you need. And then you get to figure out how you're going to ask for them and how you're going to receive, how you're going to receive what you need. And whilst it's definitely important for our close people to understand and acknowledge what we've been through, the most important person we need to do that, we need to acknowledge, assimilate and process is ourselves. And so, you know, in that, what is your chronic illness asking of you? What could those words mean? You may not need those from anybody else but yourself. So have a play with that and see what comes up. In asking for those things and being ready to receive them, there you know, is going to be some vulnerability involved. There's going to be perhaps some telling of your story involved. And when it comes to this, you know, it's not about giving a kind of brief rehearsed 
recounting of your story, which I know is so, so easy to do. Um, it's a form of protection, you know, whilst we're kind of processing what's what's gone on for us or what, what is still happening for us. It's so easy to brush over the depths of how it actually felt and how it actually was. And this can happen in the way that we replay things on our heads or in the way we we do talk to our close people. There will also, of course, be times when a brief acknowledgement or a brief kind of, you know, story or, or just not going into too much depth about it is all that's required because you have worked through it, you have processed and assimilated and, you know, it's just not a very present thing for the season you're in. That's okay. But just understanding where you are on that is is really useful and important. Celebrate. Celebrate having really open, vulnerable, honest conversations with yourself and your close, supportive people. They can be beautiful things. They don't have to be about you asking for anything or expecting anything from the people you're talking to or from the conversations themselves. They can simply be about that exchange, that connection. A big, big part of honouring your chronic illness comes from acknowledging how it has changed you. Because chronic illness does change you. It can't not. And and the longer we resist that, the longer we stay in non-acceptance. But that is you know, it's not the prison sentence we're led to believe it is. You can choose to see it in a very empowering and inspired light. I try so, you know, hard to kind of send home the message, but also to help my clients not focus on getting their lives quote unquote back, but instead focus on what their lives get to look like moving forward starting that new chapter not trying to return to what once was and in that new chapter you get to implement that new level of information that new understanding you have about how your body works how your body needs to be supported and and what you want your life to look like that includes all the things you love and loved quote-unquote before and it gets to include new things that you're yet to discover. Welcoming your illness into your life as a background influence is very much a journey as I've touched on and it's something that blends into your life as a whole over time and actually I really like the idea that it's welcomed in, it's not it's welcomed into the background, it's not pushed into the background. As I mentioned earlier it's It's not something that happens without leaving the fix, resist, reject, fight narrative and way of living. You have to be able to understand and listen to and and hear your chronic illness. You have to get to know it not as your enemy or as a hindrance, but as a friend and an ally. I'd love to end with the thing that you would like to have witnessed. That's a question I ask everybody that writes in and there have been some beautiful things that come up and and this one particularly I would love to have witnessed other people's handling and dealing with my diagnosis I was not in a place to provide support to anyone but I know that it took a toll on others around me as well
that is a beautiful acknowledgement. And it's something that I'm working on in my own life on both the giving and receiving end. I mentioned last week that my partner lives with a chronic illness. So that's that's quite an interesting dynamic to play with. And it's something I'm I'm planning to cover in the next series of this podcast. And you know, this comes back to communication and keeping that line of communication active, not being afraid to communicate the way you're feeling or or your your experience or your thoughts, you know. Being open and honest and saying what you need and what you feel as long as it feels safe to do so. Use this communication to make peace with the the need to rely on people during your diagnosis period. Relying on other people is okay, you know, that's what community is about. That's what being part of the human race is about. And this deep connection is what makes life so special. So just to recap the highlights or the kind of main points from today's episode are there aren't really any quantifiable milestones that everyone can relate to or aspire to in terms of balance because everyone's idea of balance is different and because it's a movable thing. So maybe we move the goalposts. Aim for being okay with wherever that balance point lies. To feel safe and grounded and at home within your body and life is the goalpost, right? Where does the desire for your illness to be in the background come from? What's your motivation? What's your why? Think about what your life looks like as your illness moves through different phases and cycles and ask yourself how you can bring that safety and sense of home into each one of those phases. How can you honour not only your chronic illness, but more importantly, yourself throughout every phase? How do you want your chronic illness to feature in your life? Beyond whether it's a background or foreground element, you get to decide how you relate to it and then how it how it shows up in your conversations and connections. What is your chronic illness asking of you? What are those signs such as questioning whether you're asking for pity or validation or praise? What are they leading to? Celebrate having really open, honest, vulnerable conversations with yourself and your close, supportive people. And lastly, focus on what your life gets to look like moving forward, not what life you get to get back. That is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to the person that sent sent this question in. I hope it's been really helpful for all of you. I'll catch you next Thursday when I'll be talking about the belief that you're punished by your chronic illness every time you dare to live, right? That kind of symptom energy roller coaster where when you do something good, it's followed by a flare or, you know, you do something you enjoy, you live a quote unquote normal life and then it's followed by an increase in symptoms. That's what I call the chronic illness roller coaster and you can get off. Take care, lots of love. Time for me to tell you about my newsletter. It's honestly one of my most favourite things to do within this business. 
it's a place where you can connect with me more deeply, where you can connect with how chronic illness shows up in your life more deeply. I share a lot of my personal experience um, with life with chronic illness over there. And it's also a place you can find out how you can work with me, what projects I've got going on, um, what programs I'm running, whether I've got one-to-one space, all of that good stuff. Um, you can sign up via the link in show notes or by visiting alanaholloway.com forward slash newsletter. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.